Yeah. You know, this we've been going on for the last couple of months, actually, but we have some new people here, so. I like to point this out, a fundamental flaw in the situation that a lot of people have pointed out, like Ramana Maharshi, especially. And he states it this way. The problem is that there is a perception that there's an individual self which wants to extinguish itself. So the individual self would be the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That wants to extinguish itself so that the state of realization will be revealed. But anything which this individual self tries to do to to eliminate itself merely prolongs its own existence. So, let's just say, and this is just a way of communicating, but let's say there's the onness or being, whatever, and then there's the uh, the presupposing of a fall of a non-existent thing. Yeah, that to me is selfing in a sense. Yeah, so selfing occurs in time. It's a process, so it takes some time, and therefore there's a great huge distinction between what we are, which is timeless. We're not of time. As Jesus says, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So the world is of time, but we're obviously not of time. So our basic state, our inherent non-conditioned condition, is timelessness. It's the main quality of it. And then there's the presupposing of a a false, of a non-existent thing, which is the selfing. So the mental state assumes that you are prior yeah, to everything else. So the presupposing is a nice use of the word, because supposing is supposing, but presupposing is when the mental state supposes it's of this non-existing entity, it presupposes it as being there before. Yeah. So now it takes the place of, to- of the timelessness, and we become the Alpha and the Omega, and if you don't believe that, come to meetings. <laughs> because you'll see if you just investigate or just look, you'll see that there's a frame that sort of influences everything that comes out this way and comes back in this way. There's that frame of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity which is supported by the selfing. Yeah? It presupposes it and then it takes advantage, let's say there's thoughts, yes, there's feelings, there's actions. So it puts itself, it presupposes that it's the actor, the thinker, and the feeler. So the mental state is going along while there's feelings, there's thoughts, because its, it's, it's basis is in thought. So it is a thought. <coughs> so the thoughts, the feelings, and the actions are claimed by the selfing to be used to imply the actor, the feeler, and the thinker. So, in a sense, any bondage is really an activity based on the presupposing of this false entity. Because the only thing that can get bonded is a thing. Yeah. What you are isn't a thing, so how could it be bonded? Where would it be bonded, and to what? It's an impossibility. So, there's what we are, <clears throat> then time kicks in, consciousness manifesting, 
the time kicks in, a mental process develops, the mental process presupposes this non-existent thing as being you, and then your starting point is placed there instead of your actual starting point. And so if you try to get back to here, from here, you'll always fail. It's seeing that this isn't here that this is just an activity, that it doesn't have any reality other than the reality we lend it, that's how, in other words, the way to, the experience of being out of something is realizing you were never in it. That's what promotes the experience of being out. So here, if you're walking around traveling lighter, you seemingly are experiencing being out of something, but how that seeming experience has been produced is by realizing you were never in anything. That's the whole point. Now, there's millions of things that mutate and grow on that one fundamental little skip, but that skip is on every record you're going to buy. It's like a shadow that follows you every day, or it's like the first mitt that goes up in the game, and as soon as whatever's thrown is caught by the mitt, the mitt defines the, ga- the ball, be it a football, a basketball, a golf ball. Yeah, The mitt gives it the meaning. The ball doesn't come and crash the mitt. The mitt absorbs the, meat, the ball and makes it into what it says it is. This is what selfing does. It's an activity. So if there's an activity, and as the activity is going on, like the great Zen statement in Faith Mind says, <coughs> you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. Because stillness can't be produced. You are stillness. You are stillness that's being absorbed by an activity that causes it to feel like it's a presupposed, false, non-existent thing. And then this, as an activity, can only see everything else as as a destination this will arrive at through activity. It can't see that it's in stillness is the solution because it's agitated. So it says, all right, I'm now going to use the agitation, which is what this guy said, I don't know, 1,500 years ago, and he was warning us, hey, this is a big boo-boo, you know? You can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. You can't get out of it, yeah, because you're now in it. All getting, See, the getting out of it is part of being in it. It lets you see one side of the card, but you're getting trumped by the other side of the card. Yeah, this, I know what I'm in, now I'm going to get out of it. That's being in it. <laughs> because it's the false, the non-existent thing trying to extinguish itself to have a realization. That's what he just said. People have pictures. A lot of these talks you go to, they have a picture of Ramana Maharshi. You never hear this at any of them. And it's one of his biggest warnings. Simply stated, the problem, not, oh, simply stated, one of many problems is this. It's a minor problem if you're very advanced or if you've meditated over 20 years or you've been blessed by at least 15 saints. Then it's not. But for the the very few ignorant ones, this could be a problem. No, it says the problem. (laughs) The problem is that there is a perception... That there is an... In- and where is the perception coming from? Right where we're sitting. How many people do you look at to see... How many times do you look at people looking at themselves in reflective surfaces? Go down Union Street in San Francisco. 
I mean, mo- they, they stop at every store. They don't go into most of them. They just take a look, size themselves up, and now they feel assured that they can go 10 more feet with a little bit of sense of approval until it runs out. Then they go and buy something. <laughs> but that's how the mind decides what store they're going to go in. Looking good, looking... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I fucking buy a 300 jacket, dollar jacket. Now I'm looking better. What's looking better? I mean, it's all fun and games unless you take it seriously. If, if life starts here, if this is the Alpha and Omega, life is going to be very perplexing. It's going to be very confusing. It isn't going to provoke ease and comfort. It's going to pro- provoke anxiety and contraction and agitation. Because one of the biggest things is we can work really hard at getting what we call us, which is, let's say, our mental condition, our quote-unquote spiritual condition, which I, don't, I just think it's another mental condition. Mental condition, spiritual condition, physical condition, emotional condition, circumstantial condition, universal energy condition, whatever. And then we want to get them lined up, and if they're all really good, then we get that moment of, oh, fuck, this is great. Yeah. So let's say the moment happens at 9 o'clock Sunday morning, but 9.02 shows up, 9.03 shows up, and those vile, volatile conditions act upon their own nature, which is volatility. They change. You know what I mean? Suddenly an allergy attack happens, and you have no handkerchiefs. You know? Suddenly this happens. Suddenly you find your girlfriend has been sleeping with your quote-unquote best friend for the last year. What happens? Now... That condition that seems so wonderful isn't. That ain't the condition you want to have. You don't want it to be that precarious, do you? Based on outside circumstances? Our inherent nature shines circumstances and situations. You give everything the meaning it has. That's your action here. The action figure is just pouring meaning out on every fucking thing it meets based on that it's a thing. So, as the Course says so beautifully, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. It says the dreamer, but I don't like nouns, you know, because I don't think there's a dreamer. There's just dreaming. So, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. So, this, if you don't think this is a dream, then why is everyone having subjective experiences? You know, you obviously override what's happening, because it's, the only thing that's happening is how it's happening to you, really, yeah? This event... This is, a, this is never going to be called the event. It's an event that you make what it, you're going to make out of it. Yeah? So you and I, we're, have, we're in a, involved in a subjective, a subjective experience all day. I would say that's dreaming. Yeah? So you and I are dreaming this dream. We forget that we're dreaming this dream. How the hell does that happen? Well, I humbly will assert what I believe is so. I believe we keep forgetting that we're the dreaming by being identified as the dreamt. Yeah? So we're listening to the selfing. We're assuming that we're that presupposed idea that's having all the other ideas. We're the presupposed feeling that's having all the other feelings. We're the presupposed thought that's having all the other thoughts. And in this condition, we give everything we're dreaming the power to affect us as the dreamt. It sounds like everyone's day here. If you really broke it down, take all the you know peripheries and all the individual stuff, if you just boiled it down to what's happening here, that's pretty much a description of a day in this place. 
you and I are the dreaming of the dream, we forget that we're dreaming, and in that condition we give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. Thoughts, feelings are being dreamt. Okay, so what happens? Someone hears that. Just like the old message, you're a lion. So people hear you're a lion, and they like that message, some of them. It resonates with them, and they're going, yeah, yeah, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. And then the message goes like this, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you hear it, when this apparatus hears it, it translates it based on its reference to be, I can become like a lion. That's not the message, is it? You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. Yeah, yeah, I really like this. But the way you're going to hear it is, I can become like a lion. Or if you're experience, or you're looking at the incredible presence of this moment and you want to be totally naked to that presence, what's believing it's present is that false idea, that false assumption, that presupposing. Because selfing takes like five hundredth of a second to occur. There's no process in this world that's going to outgun that gunslinger in time. There's no way if the meditator is in place throughout the event of meditation that you're going to meditate yourself out of the meditator. The meditator is totally happy with you spending 40 freaking years meditating because it's just going to be a meditator. Epiphanies come, meta, I'm still the one who had them. You know, realizations, I'm the one who had them. It's, it's unbelievable. It doesn't give a damn what happens after the fact. It's... If, you're, if you can see everything before the fact, you see it's not a fact. See, it doesn't care what happens after it's a fact. After the presupposing of the false, non-existent thing is so, it doesn't give a damn what we do here, or not do. But what it does care about, if you're here, which you are, you can see it as an activity, and it's not a fact. So that's when you realize... The best way to get out of this is this realization that I'm not in it because I'm seeing it. I mean, you don't need much evidence of that. I'm seeing the fucking thing. And now, and then you get a sense of all the time that you seem to have been looking from that thing. Yeah. And you usually, if you have the spiritual addiction, you're trying to usually look for the being that's prior to this thing from this thing. So you want to become the being that you've objectified as you as the subject. How's that going to work? You may get a being, but it's just going to be a morphed idea of you, the presupposing false existing thing. Now it's finally found its authentic self. Oops, that didn't seem to work. Let's get back to the work. <laughs> but prior, see, the solution, the freedom is prior to bondage. It's prior. Your natural state can see the unnaturalness of the mental state. You can see it. You can see it. Now, the habit may keep pulling your attention and interest into that, but something has been revealed. Yeah? And then over time, it's almost like reverse engineering. You get relief from that, and then now you know more about that than you ever did while you were acting like that. You get to see it exactly for what it is, which it ain't. 
It's an activity that needs us to comply to presuppose this sense of being a someone. Why does it spend so much time talking to you in your fucking head all day? It already realizes there's something other than you there because it's busy trying to convince that to sort of go along with its plan. Isn't it? (laughs) So I don't know. For me, the seeing, the freedom from bondage is prior to the bondage. The freedom from selfing is prior to the selfing. I would say we are that which is prior to all of this that's happening in time. Yeah. And that's how ace in a hole. Like I was talking to a guy with uh, alcoholism. And I said, one thing you've got to realize is that alcoholism cannot drink. It needs you to put liquid in your mouth. If you're an addict, it cannot shoot up dope. It doesn't have a pore. It, in other words, it cannot have an experience without you. You're the experiential interface here. So it's working very hard to convince you that its perception, its view is right and leads you to a point called fuck it where you're apt to do anything. Even though you have tons of wisdom that it would be the most insane thing ever in the world to drink again, you will be led to that. Yeah. And then after you drink, after you use, it's not talking to you anymore, it's talking as you. It's a complete, the takeover is complete. Now you're just used for transportation, basically. It's just running around, doing all that shit. And it's never going to court. It's never going to go to court. doesn't pay the traffic fines. It fucking doesn't do anything. You get left holding the bag as this presupposed false entity. <laughs> it scampers away. And it hides amongst us. It's so... It's, it's hidden in everyone because everyone, the sense of self-centeredness is so strong, I can sit here and listen to you for eight months share your most intimate feelings and thoughts and reactions to life, and I can say, Jesus, they sound just like my thoughts and my feelings and my reactions, and yet I will not make the leap then to the point of how could they be mine if you have them? <laughs> how could they be mine How could I be the maker of these thoughts and you're having them? It breaks breaks the whole presupposing story. If you just listen to others and see that basically we're just different camera locations, really. We're bipods, not tripods. We're We're bipods. We have more ability to move. And and there we are, the undifferentiated lights coming through, I don't know why, boom, boom, enlivening the camera and all of its programming, and the program in the camera is self-centeredness, so it sees on the side of it, it says Nikon, now it becomes Nikon, I'm a Nikon. Then it sees someone with a Kodak. Oh, I'm so sorry, you're a fucking Kodak. I'm a Nikon. <laughs> then I start measuring my lenses to other lenses. And this whole fucking thing goes on, always presupposing that I am the light that's enlivening the effects of the camera. Totally forgotten. Even though you can see all the cameras are doing the exact same thing, you know, they're facilitating pictures to be taken which is all of us are doing the exact same thing. We're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. 
And that which is seeing isn't defined by the faculty of vision. That which is hearing isn't defined by the eardrum. Yeah? So obvious, if you take everything back and don't stop at your little painted billboard with your smiley face on it, and you go back just to the rudimentary experience here, you see that basically there's only what's seeing coming through five different gates all fucking day, yeah? And then there's a mental idea that this apparatus has that it assumes to be the one that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, which creates a lot of drama, which is great, but for some of us it may be overboard, you know? I'm sort of tired of experiences. I don't have any bank account for them. What the fuck happened? I surfed like so long. Did it make me a surfer? No. Now I'm on land again. What happened? I can meditate. Does it really make you a meditator? No. You never override the conditioning. See, you see it really. I remember this thing saved me so much time. I read this Buddhist magazine, Tricycle, about 15, 20 years ago. And there was a little editorial about a, of a very famous meditation teacher. And he was telling me, telling in this essay, this uh, thing that was happening a lot. A lot of his students who've been with him for 25, 30 years were coming to him and saying, you know, nothing's fucking really happened. <laughs> I said, hallelujah, thank you so fucking much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why would I want to exempt myself from that demonstration? Just like in Alcoholics Anonymous, you can learn so much from others if you just don't, if you can just see that the terminal uniqueness is a fabrication. That the same modality of selfing called alcoholism, which is like a, an adjunct to self-centeredness, is being displayed at an A meeting. You can learn huge amounts because you can hear people and you know exactly where they're talking from. And you can recognize the beast. You don't have to get run over by it twice in one night to come to. You can learn from other people. Yeah? But it's a separation, this uniqueness that keeps us bound we're like that chocolate in the M&M casing, you know? We can't get out. We can't even taste the chocolate. <laughs> so, see, see the fundamental, what's happening. And do you work at seeing? Do you really, do you have to, oh man, I woke up and I haven't been practicing seeing the last week and I can tell I'm not seeing. The HD's gone and I'm a little bit off. It's not as nice as it used to be. And I got I got to go back to the seeing class. Oh, let's see, <laughs> hearing, <laughs> tasting, touching, feeling. Oh, oh, you know. No, does it run out at four in the afternoon? Does it matter if you see ten people or eight hundred people? It may tax your emotions and your mental state, but the seeing's never fucking taxed, is it? And does it demonstrate that any? Does it demonstrate any thought or effort? The inherent awakeness, does it ever, has it ever demonstrated any need for thought or effort your whole life that you've been running around here? It was totally there when I had my worst supposed nights. It was there when I had my best supposed nights. It's like an indiscriminating, never rotating lighthouse that's just on. How would you, why, how would you come to the idea that through thought and effort, you're going to get absorbed in that which demonstrates no thought or effort. There's a lot of stuff to do to make the body 
better and the, and the mental state better. But be clear, that's what's happening. Stop calling it you. You're not being, nothing is adding on to you or subtracting from you. It's impossible. You're not of this place. Every night it demonstrates itself. You go to sleep, you forget everything, don't you? Something has to be incredibly forgettable to be able to be forgotten so easily. Every day. It takes a lot of work to remember this place. It does. Isn't it? Every night. At one point, you go into deep sleep somewhere or another. (laughs) You know, I mean, and yet, seemingly, (laughs) you come to, and it's so weird, like, how the world appears coinciding with you coming to. We never put that together, you know what I mean? You're there, and, what? (laughs) Fuck. Because you're the only reality there is. How can you not? If you, it's like that. It's like a that like a detective movie or detective show where there's the two investigators are hunting this very diabolical serial killer, and they finally believe they found where he lives. So they're going into the apartment, and the one partner says to the other guy, "Hey, that looks like your jacket on the couch." What? <laughs> oh, and then we go in the car. Hey, those are, I saw you wear that shirt. You're the serial killer. <laughs> You're it. All the evidence has been pointing to you this whole time. (laughs) We'd much rather have it as an object or a goal to arrive at than just be what we are. Because it's very unsettling in time. It may throw out your plans. It may disrupt some things. It may change relationships. It may do a lot of stuff. But for me, if you have faith, it's like I say in people in recovery, just stay on the operating table, don't get up, don't play doctor, and everything's fucking fine. As soon as you start thinking, I, I think this is the organ that's bothering, no, no. The doctor totally overrides your fucking takes, and it, life's just working on you, paring you down, streamlining you, so that you can better facilitate an expression of this to come out. It has nothing to do with you whatsoever. It's just usefulness. Yeah, you're just being used. Now, I would, I would honor more the used, what's using, than the used, you know. I'm a believer the message is more important than the messengers, for sure. That's why we're like a mailman. I don't want people to come home with me. Just inviting you, serving you a spiritual subpoena, and you'll go to your own courts. And I'll tell you, you'll be brought into the court of light and all your little trespasses will be annulled. You'll be let off the biggest hook of all, which is this presupposing of being a non-existent thing that's done a lot of terrible shit. The freedom from guilt and shame is prior to anything ever fucking happening. It's not after it. That's just a, t- that's just a conditional situation. No. The freedom is you realize nothing ever happened here. All this huffing and puffing has not left a mark on what we are. Not all. There's no tattooing going on here. It's not even henna tattooing. It's so fucking weak. It fades out so quickly. The only thing that keeps stoking it is our mental state. What goes back 30 years ago? Your elbow? Does your knee start contemplating the first time it knelt down on a giant church? No. It's the mental state. 
it has to remember itself or it doesn't appear to be so. If it's not remembered, it doesn't have its own a light. It doesn't emit any light. It's like a moon that's reflecting the sun's light. We're just calling, because we're identified with it, we think we're the center of the solar system. But we're not. We're just a pale reflection of that. I don't know what people are shirt on or off. It's <laughs> These are the conditions, the body condition. Shirt on, shirt off. How are you going to have peace? As a body, you'd have to try to do the Howard Hughes way and try to control every fucking element of the outside situation, like wearing Kleenex boxes and everything. Fucking, I, can't, I don't have the money to do that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Shit. I gotta be in this irrational, turbulent place. But where's the only place to truly dock is what we are, not in who we wanna be or who we were. Or who we seem to be now? That's all like, it's like a, it's like a, a Plato thing that's constantly being pulled. You know how many times have you been great at 9 in the morning and 10 o'clock you're having an earth-shattering event? How could that be real? If it could swing that much. How could the worst thing that ever happened seem to be the best thing that happened a year or two later? When what? what did it change or did you change? You changed. We are the precedent. We precede everything. We precede where the reality lending itself to things through being identified as a thing. It's getting to the point, I don't think I'm ever going to share anything ever again except that one sentence because I think every spiritual book should have it on the front page. You know? Okay, just in case, like cigarette cigarette cartons have a warning. It may be terrible for your health. Alright, this is a warning for your spiritual health. This, the one that's picking up this book may be a presupposing of being a false entity. So you may not want to pick this book up. <laughs> and these 800 pages, though you think it's going to lead you out of it, they're going to lead you more into it. Because what's going to be there before you start reading a book is the presupposing of being the non-existent thing during it, and it's getting really excited about being a better, more awake, see, presupposed entity, and then afterwards, moving to the next book. <laughs> so the first page, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> If you want more information on this, go to page 68 and be blank. You know, every fucking page. Exactly. Please, please, be left with nothing and you'll really come out, you'll come out ahead with that deal. See it. Your inherent condition is what we're looking for. As St. Francis says, what's looking is what we're looking for. It's not like, you know, let's refine the looking, the you that's looking for and May, and then change what it's looking for and that will refine the you. It says simply, what's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't presuppose that it has to be a special thing it's looking for. or It doesn't say, what's looking? And then five pages of exemptions. Well, if you haven't done this and this and that. And then if you have fulfilled all these requirements, then you are what you're looking for. No. It says, what's looking is what you're looking for. End of story. No requirements, no 
faculties to uh, refine, just a simple recognition of what's so and what's not so by first of all recognizing what's not so. Because you can't recognize what's so. You get a boomerang hit into what's so by recognizing what's not so. You can never see what's not what's so by looking for it. You can quote unquote see or intimate or feel what's so by seeing what you're not. That's how it works. That's the direction. That pull, that, that's the direction. You can't, you can't <clears throat> for you to see yourself, you have to see it almost as a reflection. By seeing what you're not, then you get an intimation of what's looking. You can never turn and see what's looking. Because you are that. But here there will be a feeling as if you're seeing it in a sense through watching or seeing what you're not. And what you're going to get out of it to me, it's purely an activity that needs something to comply with it. Yeah? It cannot do what it seems to do without us. Yeah? It cannot seemingly be so without us because the only way something that isn't so can seem to be so, it has to appear to be so to what's so. Now, as I use what's so a lot there, that was good. <laughs> Use it four times. That's good. Watch the follow. But you know, you see it. The only way it can appear to be so is by having what so believe in it. We bring it into life, and then we're busily trying to kill it. But if we just lost interest in its activities, it will die on its own. There's no dying necessary because it never fucking existed. It can only seemingly exist in our heads. Seemingly meaning it appears to be true or false to us. Again, it's all on us. If you read Faith Mind, it's all on us. It says, hey, the perfect way is clear and this and that. But, if you have opinions, it will be like you're a million miles away. It's always, he says, oh, this is... And But, he brings the little condition, you. <laughs> you are the main condition. Here, what's so can seem not to be so for 80, 90 years. It can. Even though it's blatantly fucking obvious, we don't pick it up. But does, is it, is, has it ever been not so? Never. But it can seem to be in us. Yeah? So that's that, yeah. Any questions? Yeah. Uh, thank you for that uh, very clear uh, description of our condition, uh, you know, our situation. Uh, can you say, uh, I, uh, I know there are not a lot of adjectives to describe the uh, original the original truth of what is seen through, through us, um, but uh, if you could take a, a shot at that. Uh, uh, so much describing our condition and the, and the, the what's going on because I, I kind of understand that now but I, the question I have has to do more with the um, um, the, the, the not condition <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's yours, yours to find out. But in my event, it's sort of... It goes more in the line of the idea of emptiness. It's very, very empty, but that's a weird misnomer with the term because it's supercharged, but it's, it's vacuous in some ways in relation to this. And in my view, it's clarity, a lot of clarity. Very clear, very like, uh, like fine, fine, uh, you know, when you get it crystal of glass, it's like super fine, very, very crackling, like electric type of clarity. Uh, and the spaciousness, very, very spaciousness. But the inherent emptiness is because, uh, yeah, those are the intimations. Yeah, because of what, I t- what I've been trying to do while you're talking is just uh, uh, use my senses directly uh, without bypassing into my personality. Yeah, mode. yeah. And just because whatever this is that we're talking about, it's definitely gathering uh, sensory, sensory uh, uh, Yeah. Yes. Not constantly. So, I mean, I'm just, uh, it's just kind of like the sensory input is just streaming somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, to space. And yeah. But see, if you get used to even one time where the attention and interest goes back and doesn't hit your billboard picture, you, right? then that's like, that's like a bloodhound that's never lost its scent getting reintroduced to the trail. So now your interest and attention doesn't get waylaid here with because see people in a sense believe they're going in, but this is out. The brain and the body's out. So if you if you entertain this possibility, my humble feeling around it, is that your interest and attention will go back into the source of interest and attention, not you. <laughs> as the not as the holographic image of you as a body. We'll go in there, and once is enough that to change it. It won't buy the other sense anymore so much, yeah? So now you'll be, that's called like resting. I don't know, I don't want to say, I know what Ramana Maharshi was saying, but he would talk the difference between the mental state and the being state, yeah? So in the mental state, if the mental state seems to have you preoccupied or your interest and attention, he would use self-inquiry to free it up a little bit by bringing it back and asking who it is and then there'll be a point where there was, it's not necessary to ask anymore because now the interest of tension's found its home the being and then it would be the abidance there yeah resting there and then he would say well if you seem to move and your interest of tension gets taken away and gets lost in things again well self-inquiry would be a good way but the point wasn't self-inquiry it was just getting reacquainted if you want to call it that, because I don't think you've never not been acquainted with being, but to sort of familiarize yourself with something that's always been available again, yeah? Then, as soon as that's there, then there's a distinct difference when, because that sense of being's on all the time. I mean, completely. It's not like a battle between it and that. It's always there. It's just that it's not paying attention, but even when you're not paying attention, is there. It cannot not be so. So what happens but here in this experience it's it benefits some if their attention 
that's usually all about this is a little put there because it will lighten the load here. To me, it allows me to travel lighter through a lot of stuff that happens here, you know, dying and cancers and people and leaving and coming and all this stuff, yeah? So, it what I saw as a byproduct is that it's allowed me to travel lighter over, over a geography of an action figure's life for years now. I mean, years. It didn't, it didn't change the geography, it just allowed a lightness around it, yeah? Which I always wanted everything to change, obviously, to suit me, and this is not, it doesn't go that way. It's just you get to be able to fit yourself around circumstances, because you're a space, yeah? So that's, that's how it is. So I have a total faith in mind. I believe all you need to do is hear the invitation, and then the repeat it is helpful, so that it, you're reminded of it. In this place of time, reminding seems to be valuable, yeah? But what you're being reminded of, which is something that never needs to be remembered, it's always there, yeah? But here you can seem to forget it. So they just keep going here, going here. And uh, a lot of people, they may have their, their, their uh, sights set too high with conceptual ideas of enlightenment and this and that. All you want to do is feel an ease and comfort in your skin and in the circumstances you're in, really. Yeah? If you felt content, a lot of your drives for all these noble endeavors would be dismissed pretty quickly. <laughs> it would. You'd just be chilled. You know what I mean? You would. You'd like to hear other people's stories about it, but you weren't. You were, you've lost interest in it all. Because the interest, you had a story around the mental state, but the interest was basically off. It wasn't, what you thought it was, wasn't it. Yeah? Because, of course, all your thinking and dreaming was framed by the reference point. Yeah? So this needs liberation, fucking for sure. But you're not that, so it's really, you lose, you lose interest in the need to be liberated, is the real liberation, in my view. Yeah. Yep. Paul, I really appreciate uh, you, uh, uh, especially what you shared in the last couple of minutes. I, I will tell you that um, I, again, the selfing thing, I, I try to dispose myself to be available for this awareness. And one of the um, one of the things that I've discovered is to continue to uh, make myself available to hear the message, uh, to be reminded of the message, the repetition thing. Yeah. So uh, I'm very grateful to you this morning because it does uh, help uh, predispose me to uh, understand that uh, what I'm looking for is what I'm looking for. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in the course, when I was with the course of miracles, they would say the best way to learn something is to teach it, you know? So the best way to learn something is to hear about it. And that's what satsang really is, association with the truth, whatever you... And just getting together because individually our magnification may be one times, together it may be five times, yeah? Well, plus, yeah. if you've never had any exposure to this, uh, uh, this body of uh, uh, learning or this school of thought... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ...have this uh, chance to consider... Yeah, exactly. See, I was I was in the Buddhism and stuff, which is all great, but this one little this the problem wasn't noticed. I didn't know there was a referencing of a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that was false as my supposed starting point and reference point. So everything that was happening 
was starting seemingly from there and going back to there. And the frame is off. It's not so much the content, it's the frame. And I and once I heard it, it was like an unspoken yes, because it had, having it, them offer it this idea, it, it just resonated through years of experiences, you know, that this template was over every fucking thing I had ever done, yeah? And I was unaware of it. And now someone had given me a message that allowed me to start becoming aware of it. And it was like an unspoken yes. And and that unspoken yes has just been echoing ever since. And it, be, in a way, it became the last answer for the last, I don't know how many years, because I have no interest in anything else because there, there isn't anything else, really. You know, maybe other people have different takes, but to me, hearing this was dead. I didn't know it at the time. I wish it wasn't. I would have had a better career doing, you know, having retreats and shit for people, helping them and stuff. I would. There's a lot of money in all that, and it keeps, and spend, you spend a lot of time. It keeps, you know, you get engaged a lot. I mean, you're having intensives every week and retreats every month. I mean, it's busy. This is like fucking nothing. People come ten years later, have you anything new? No. It's the same fucking message. Nothing changes. Isn't there a retreat? No, no retreats. No intensives. Isn't this place intense enough? Why do you want to go on intensive? This place is extremely intense. Fucking, and you're the biggest, biggest influence, the biggest current we're constantly going against, we're not even aware of, which is the mind stream of timing. Time. Time is unbelievably influential here. It's unbelievable. Every thought is tattooed with it, branded by it. Every one of them. The whole system is of time. It's whole thing. Everything. It's drenched in it. It may have a little... Uh, it'll, it'll, and it'll spend time entertaining timelessness as a topic. <laughs> and it thinks, if I spend more time, I'll be closer to the timelessness. Again, what's the allegiance to? The timelessness or to the time? A time, once again. We're always pledging allegiance to the dream oh it couldn't happen that easily why fucking not you woke up was that hard your eyes hurt did my eyelids oh jeez oh, did it was it hard to make a whole world up in, in a nanosecond you know <laughs> oh it's so hard because we keep giving relevance to what is not and we give more relevance to what is not than what is so it's just that simple the mental state is aligned with this is substantial, this is meaningful, this is impactful, things, things, things. Space, oh, well, no one fucking talks about this. Look at how huge it is. Look at what's encompassed in this space right here. This little segment, we're seeing like one painting of the master artist, you know, right here. And well, oh, yeah, oh, you know, they ripped me off at fucking Starbucks, you know. This is, our attention goes to so many things that get us more dispersed, you know, more dispersed. Oh, I totally depend on her for me to be okay. More dispersed. So it's fine to have someone and love someone, but don't fucking, don't make them a higher power, you know. <laughs> disperse, 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 disperse. And then when you really want to be here, there won't be enough of you to get here. You'll be so you'll be in so many far out mental outposts thinking about five years ago. That's why people believe they can 
they want to take courses of how to get into the moment because they have they believe the insanity that they could be out of a moment. It's impossible. Not one of us has ever been out of one fucking moment. Your feeling being out of it was included in the moment. Not one of, not one of us has ever escaped a, a moment of our lives. Not one. Yet, there's a presupposing that we can be out of a moment. And therefore, there's huge interest of how to get into the moment. You don't see that? That's the fucking slavery. We're trying to get out of what we can't be in, and we're trying to get into what we can't be out of. It's the freaking ass backwards. Literally. We give too much... We, I don't, there's no we. It's just the mental state pledge allegiance to the mental state. It gives itself so much fucking credit. I swear to God. Do you notice when it goes back and thinks about eight years ago? It has an assumption that things could be different. Or why would it go back? You know, it will go over there and it will say, you know, your life would have been great if you didn't get run over by the car. But there's a giant elephant in the mental room. I did get run over by a car. You know, it just wants to just bypass that fact to just start presupposing everything. And of course, it would have been great. You know, there's oh, it's just I'm just assured it would have been great if I wouldn't have got who would who'd have known? Maybe I would have gotten hit by a truck the next day. Maybe going to the hospital that day saved me from a truck hitting me or a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing, for me, one of the best beginning points is when I started to entertain it's a false, a, a, a foreign installment or a parasitical movement. Something that you can actually picture as not being you. It's not true. It's just a device. Because if you can start seeing it as other, just like you don't give a shit about others quite a lot, especially if the other's in Africa or somewhere else, you really don't. I don't, most of the time. Yeah? Make that which you're so cherishing other, and the same effect will occur. You'll lose interest in it. And when you lose interest in it, your interest will go with somewhere else, and maybe it will start enriching your day instead of enslaving it. Could be. It's worked that way with me. That's why we keep coming back. We just keep entertaining, inviting the same message. Because what's the point to go anywhere else unless this is clear? Then while you're going anywhere else, you can travel lighter at least. It's not... Your steps aren't that profound. You know, the whole world doesn't hinge on you getting something or not getting something. You know, one more minute of meditation isn't going to change a fucking thing feeling of being meditated is like a constant event. And it doesn't have any other signposts, so you can go totally being meditated all day, unbeknownst to all the other people around you. So that's it, again. <laughs>